I too suffered a traumatic head injury. Shot when I was a kid, I was climbing a tree trying to lick a possum. One thing led to another, and next thing I know, I'm eating paint chips. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. So, you know, uh, here the last... uh, uh, several weeks I've been uh, reminding you guys to share the Jeep Talk Show with friends or really anyone that might give two shits. But tonight I want to say thank you. I saw a picture uh, posted uh, of Bob, two Jeep guys, and Larry Moe at SEMA earlier on our Discord server. Two JTS listeners at SEMA at the same time. And I, double your pleasure, double your fun. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I suspect they might actually admit that they listen to the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, no, maybe. not out in open public. Well, maybe. yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so uh, it, it got me thinking, uh, you know, Chuck the Rancher with the old cool Jeeps that has been in contact with us sharing his his trip to California. And now he's listened to about 75 JTS episodes during the long drive. Uh, I'm to send him a badger sticker or something. <laughs> something, I, something, yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, it's been great hearing from Chuck and uh, – the, the trip that he's made across the country with uh, with his son and those Jeeps to visit his dad, his ailing dad. And uh, we knew his son is now a, a, a Nikki G hater, I think is the way it was put. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I Chuck thought it was hilarious. Chuck thought it was hilarious because, you know, it's it's bad jokes. And, and, it is bad. And a lot of people just love bad jokes. Well, apparently not the not his son. But anyway, <laughs> so it's it's a, I'm sure Nikki G takes it as a badge of honor. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, frankly, I'd love for uh, Wendy, Tammy, Josh, and myself to be part of a very commercially successful show. But even if that never happens, and after 10 years, I'm thinking it's not, I think we've succeeded far more than I ever thought we would. Uh, There's hope for lots of stuff, Tony. Don't give up already. <laughs> well, I'm not. We, I'm have, not. We, we have great listeners. Come on now. We have tenure now. So we're, we're oh, literally right. tenure. <laughs> <laughs> so the. The thing that gets, strikes me is that we've been included in your life, and certainly you've been included in ours. Truly, thank you for being a listener and allowing us to maybe make your life a little better. Or at least filling your you. ear holes. <laughs> make you laugh once in a while or go, oh God, did they really say that? Jeep waves and well wishes, everybody. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, we've got the lowdown on one of Jeep's coolest SEMA concepts in a while. There's a whole new level of customization available from Jeep, and it's got the potential to really get out of hand, actually. And later, <laughs> I'll ask the tough question and put you on the spot. Tell me, who should not own a Jeep? Oh, oh that's going to be good. Yeah, that's going to be a hard one. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and on this episode, I'm reviewing some helpful trail etiquette tips. Hi, I'm Tony, and I did remember to check the Jeep Gladiator's calculated MPG. More on that in the uh, Jeep Gladiator segment. Mm. And I forgot to nag you about that, so very good job. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> I, had to, I had to drive into work today, and I just said, hey, yep, it's, I'm not doing anything driving down I-10. Let me, uh, let me just press the button here, and uh, yep, yep. Oh, sorry about that, Prius. And then, but then I got the, the <laughs> MPG. <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. 
Well, we're talking about SEMA and stuff. You remember those SEMA teaser photos we were talking about over the last couple of weeks or so? Well, Jeep came to play at this year's SEMA after COVID forced us all to take a break for a year. The most interesting offering came from one of the more interesting teaser photos that showed the interior of a four-door Jeep, but with windows up in the corners of the roof. It was strange. I thought it might have looked like a 21-window microbus from Volkswagen, but I was glad to have been proven wrong. Instead, it's almost as if a big bad Wrangler JL had sex with a little 90s Land Rover Discovery, and this was their ill-conceived mutant love child. But I kind of like it, actually. And so will virtually any and every overlander who has even a single gene of Jeeper coursing through their veins. They call it their Jeep Wrangler Overlook. And you'll immediately notice that it's longer than your average Wrangler Unlimited. It's actually a full foot longer. And it doesn't wow. just add cargo space. It actually adds passenger space. There's a third row of seats in the Overlook. These seats are also necessitated the safari-style custom rear roof, hence the uh, reference to the, uh, the old Discovery there. It's five inches taller than a regular Wrangler roof to provide headroom for the rear occupants. It's also made room for the extra windows up at the roof line. Front passengers also get a fancy single-piece roof section with a pop-up glass section, and the interior features a black leather and bronze accented uh, all, all throughout it. Now, other body changes include a custom hood, a narrowed front bumper for improved approach angle, and a widened rear bumper to protect the longer tail. It also gets a custom front bumper set of lights and uh, Jeep Performance Parts JPP, A-pillar lights, and tubular side steps. The Overlook also rides on the Jeep Performance Parts 2-inch lift kit with a Fox with a set of Fox shocks and 20-inch wheels with 37-inch tires, though. Whether or not a three-row Wrangler will actually see production is really anybody's guess, but Jeep is already releasing three-row variants of the Grand Cherokee. That's a first, and we're seeing internationally, at least, Jeep releasing a three-row flavor of the Compass. That, too, is a first. We also now have the, the Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer, both three-row SUVs. So how far out of the realm of expectation is it really to assume that Jeep may be doing more than trying to just wow crowds at SEMA? They may actually be testing the waters. I don't like it. Of I'm kind of with you. Like it. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really look like a Jeep to me. It looks like, like you said, it's a hybrid of something or two other things coming together. But it's interesting. I don't like I it. It's not red. It is interesting. Well, it's not red. <laughs> I oh, think if it maybe was in red, let I me mean, get some Photoshop on this, and uh, you might you may There's come around. There's red lights on the back, Tony. You're good. There you go. <laughs> oh, red lights should be on the front. You need you now, need to lead would, with that. Would this be the Jeep that you would use for your daily driver? Yeah, but maybe, maybe not. Probably not. I could see this Jeep being more of a fleet type of vehicle, uh, possibly having different kinds of uh, 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 build outs and stuff like that. Uh, but really, I, that's what I'm saying is is this is an overlander's dream. With all that extra room and all that extra space, uh, and especially with the extra roof height and stuff, putting a sleeping platform back there and all the storage you could ever want uh, becomes a very realistic possibility. So yes, uh, but, will this... But how many people are going to use that as an overlander, put a rooftop no, I, tent... Wait, listen, rooftop tent, and then try to take it through some trails and wonder why their stuff got all pulled off and damaged. Oh, and, Trust and, me, and, it's going to happen. We're going to see pictures on Facebook. You watch. And, and when you say fleet, you mean like the Enema? No. <laughs> no, I could actually see, you know, like uh, in, in other countries or something, possibly like an ambulance version or... or yeah. um, Possibly even military applications, uh, maybe even police. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, the the option or the possibility is there nonetheless. The Jeep really, the Wrangler really is an infinitely customizable vehicle, and and so when Jeep itself 
takes it upon themselves to do some very interesting redesigning uh, in, in conceptual form, uh, we're always entertained at the very least. But this one, uh, this one stands out, and I think it has a chance of becoming real. So I've got a question. Do you think yeah. the, other the other possibility is to take that extra five inches with those windows, convert it to like the regular, let's say, you know, JL, JT, whatever, and then have it since so you could actually buy it as, as an aftermarket part? Oh, so you're as not an getting the third row, but you're getting extra windows. I mean, is that, is that what they're going after? Maybe it's not necessarily this production that's vehicle, a, but well, maybe... Well, that's a good point because... We just we just saw them release the 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 sun or the Sunrider flip top, um, and so that is a the first new top design from Jeep official in in quite a while that wasn't directly associated with a a new model or a redesign. So you could be onto something there uh, with all of the offerings that JPP has been coming out with lately. I, I could very easily see that being a replaceable hardtop option. Uh, yeah. With a little bump out in the back, giving you some, uh, you know, five extra inches of vertical space. Now, what that will do to the overall Jeep as far as, uh, you know, center of gravity, uh, your ability to then put a roof rack on it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that will all, of course, uh, you know, be determined as uh, the design hits the real market. But, uh, but nonetheless, very interesting conversation starter. Of course, well, I was and just so we know, we can make a statement. If Jeep decides to do that, they actually got the idea from us on the show. And thanks for listening. Here, here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want fries with that. So, yeah. you know, I, I joked around like saying I don't like it. I, I don't like the, the def, uh, not the Defender, but the Land Rover kind of style to it because mm -hmm. I don't think, I think Jeep is its own style and it should remain a style setter. And, and, and frankly, it's one of the reasons why I didn't like the new Cherokee is because they weren't setting a style. They were copying other styles. But anyway, uh, I was thinking who, who the person that really doesn't like this is Dan Greck from The Road Chose Me. Oh, He just <laughs> bought a Gladiator to, to go on his next big adventure, and then they come out with this. <laughs> well, now, to, to, to be fair, this is just a concept vehicle. Oh, good. Uh, it, is, it is not in production. <laughs> I, I missed uh, that. As far as we uh, know. Whether, yeah, as far as we know. Whether it could be, that's, I think, you know, the point of, uh, of discussion here. Uh, now, Tony, if, if, if it wasn't for the bump out in the, in the roof line up there, if it didn't have that extra little strip of window, if it was just a very long Wrangler, would you... Well, yeah, I mean, there's the LJ. Sure, I mean, there's the that's LJ. That's kind of what I was looking at, too, yeah. kind of like a, a unlimited yeah. version of the LJ. An unlimited uh, unlimited, I guess you would say. There you go. There you go. Well, if you it's guys the, are just dying... It's the J-U-U. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. W-U. Uh, if you guys are just dying to see the pictures of what we're talking about, we've got the whole spread over at JeepTalkShow.com in the show notes for this episode. Just be sure to look for episode 531. Well, it seems like every few weeks we hear about Jeep releasing something new for its newest, most popular vehicles, the JL Wrangler and, of course, the JT Gladiator pickup. We've heard about a long-awaited half-door option for both rigs from Jeep Performance Parts, or JPP, and even a new hybrid top that uh, many seem to like, including several of you, our listeners. And, and really, thanks to all of you for writing in and sharing your experience with the new Sunrider flip-top. We had some very nicely detailed accounts of real-world experiences of the top's performance in a variety of conditions, but I digress. This week, however, Jeep announced that they want to be the place that you go for those appearance type of extras now, as it just announced a new online store for factory graphics. It's called the Jeep Graphics Studio, and the customization options are nearly endless. No longer do you have to guess as to whether or not those stickers you got on Amazon are going to look and fit as good as the pictures you saw. Jeep says they're all guaranteed 
to provide the same fit and finish as you'd get directly from the factory. So you should have a great deal of peace of mind when ordering. You can buy a wide assortment of JL Wrangler and JT Gladiator stickers, and they're all backed with either a 5- or 7-year guarantee against both UV damage and graphic peel. I bet you can't say the same for that Grumpicon hood lettering you got that you just had to have from CheapJeepDecals.com a few years back, huh? Well, that said, these are definitely not going to be as cheap as the crap you buy off of eBay or other sites. These custom graphics range in price from about 40 bucks all the way up to $165. The most interesting option out of all of these are the new texture graphics that feature an actual true texture to them for patterns like topographical maps. Instead of standard Rubicon sticker on the hood, you could snag one to make it look like lizard skin or tree bark or even electronic circuitry that you can actually feel. Now, as of now, it looks like the external graphics are limited to hood lettering and full hood stickers and fender inserts, but the fun doesn't stop there. The customization extends to the interior as well with special 3D printed shifter inserts as well. You could snag a shifter insert that depicts a profile of a Wrangler, Gladiator, or Willys. Get one that says 392 or 4XE. Of course, they even have one that looks like a Jeep grill. Jeep has made the possibilities nearly endless, which feels just about right for one of the most customizable vehicles on the planet. Jeep claims that in the very near future, you'll even be able to personalize the graphics yourself by adding in the option for custom vehicle naming. Now, before you start rubbing your hands together and getting that look in your eye, I'm almost positive there will be some limitations as to what you can have printed. Whatever happens, somebody <laughs> soon will have a Wrangler sporting a yee-yee uh, you know, hood lettering <laughs> graphic near you soon, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jeep has definitely opened Pandora's box with this, and time will tell how it will evolve and, of course, how far Gladiator and Wrangler owners will take it. Right now, there are over 100 different options to the current offerings wow. and more on the way. So if you're thinking you might be in the market for a new sticker or graphic for your Jeep Wrangler or Gladiator, well, the only way to see them all is to just sort through them on the Jeep Graphic Studio website. We'll, of course, have a link to that in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. So, does that mean that you're going to have to provide proof, like a, a VIN number or something, that you actually own a Rubicon so. before you can I, put I, the Rubicon uh, sticker on the hood? You know, because Jesus no, is it, still going to be watching. It does ask you for uh, like configurator, so you got to you got to you know put in the year, make, and model. Uh, yeah, as it were. for the right sizing. Yeah, for the sizing as as it is, because obviously you know a whole hood decal is going to be a little bit different between the Jeeps. So. Um, yeah, with that said, I, you know, I only briefly kind of went through the process. I didn't actually order anything. I didn't really pick anything out, went through the website, peeked around a little bit, clicked on a few things. There's some really cool stuff out there. We only have a very, very small few pictures in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com, but you can check it out, actually see the, the raised circuit printed, you know, printed circuit board type of pattern. That looks so uh, cool. On yeah. It really does look amazing. Now, I, I know that they did that purposefully for the 4XE crowd and stuff like that, but, uh, and, you know, maybe even for a Magneto in the future, but, you know, whatever. Um, nonetheless, I'd, I'd love to modify that and put it on the Cherokee. Hell. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great idea. I love this uh, picture that you have in the show notes, and we'll include in the show notes that, that you guys can see uh, of the Rubicon that has the United States flag uh, in, in the that's background, the, the red, white, and blue. Love that. Yeah, on, on the white Jeep. It's, that's yeah. one of the nice things about a white Jeep. It makes it a nice uh, canvas to put Wait things on. Wait a minute, on. Josh. Did he say there was a nice thing I about said a white Jeep? I'm one so of excited. the things. One, there, there may be more the than one. Quote. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> might get Tony to come around after all. I think so.
Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Be sure to let us know what you got by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Did you know about the 4x4 Radio Network? Man, it has got all the stuff right there in one spot that you could ever need for off-road audio. I mean, there's a ton of great shows there. The 4x4 podcast is there. The Center Steer podcast. Trail Chasers. Even the On the Trail podcast is there. The Jeep Talk Show is there as well. All in one place. It's all for free. 4x4radionetwork.com. All one word. We'll see you there. Oh, and by the way, I don't know, uh, Josh, I know you're not much on social media. Uh, Wendy, I think you've seen it. Uh, Trail Chasers, uh, uh, the whole group, the whole, all three of them are out there at SEMA. And uh, the the best picture that I saw, and this is my own personal my personal favorite, is Cody with a uh, a, a mixer hanging over his shoulder, where yeah. they had three mics wired up to a recorder yep. while they're doing what? interviews and stuff out there oh, on the floor. Yeah. I mean, guys, this is pro. hardcore uh, podcasting, <laughs> folks. And they're I having so much fun. Off, yeah, man. and I think, off, and I think I, I think I saw that they have an episode just out with uh, interviews with about five or six different big name uh, vendors out there yeah. at the uh, at SEMA. So uh, if you don't know uh, the, about Trail Chasers, uh, a podcast, you need to go over and check it out, especially the the latest episode and uh, with all the the SEMA coverage that they're doing. Great job, guys. Yeah, here. here. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, it's been a while since I mentioned trail etiquette and cleanup. Now, if you've been a listener since I first started with the Jeep Talk Show, that's way back in episode 425, if you can believe that, then you know I'm a huge proponent for preserving the trails, picking up trash as we see it, and mending fences. Literally. I'm seeing lots of Jeep clubs from all over the country organizing trail cleanup days. Hats off to y'all and a huge thank you to everyone for helping to keep our trails open. Now, have you participated in a group cleanup day? It really is a fun thing that we can all do to help keep trails open. Now, we're all stewards of trails throughout our areas, and like it or not, there are politicians and organizations that want to shut down off-road vehicles to all trails. How we manage, treat, and maintain trails is what is keeping a lot of the trails open for us to use now and for the future. So I've got a couple of things that we can all do while on a trail. One of them is stay on a designated trail. Now, if you're in the National Forest System, this is probably the number one reason trails get closed. People go off trail because they can't do an obstacle, and they want to venture on their own, sort of blaze their own trail, especially with overlanding these days. I've seen fences cut, I've seen trees cut down, boulders move from people trying to get access to other areas and not stay on the trail. There are usually sensitive areas outside the trail system that the Forest Service wants to protect. I know up here in Big Bear on Gold Mountain, we have three plant species that only grow on the Pebble Plains and nowhere else in the world. However, each year, there are idiots that break through the fences and drive over the Pebble Plains, causing damage. That's just what the Forest Service needs to begin to consider closing the trails. Now, BLM is a little more lenient, mostly due to the fact that they are in charge of desert areas that are much more open. However, they too have open and closed trails where there may be some restoration going on. So please stay on the designated trails. The more we adhere to this, the more chances we'll have keeping the trails open. Now, keeping tire spin to a minimum is another one. I know we all like to get out there and wheel, but if you're going over an obstacle, mud, sand, water crossing, dirt, etc., 
and you start to create major wheel spin, you are disturbing the trail and creating ruts. First, wheel spin does you no good, and second, you're creating erosion to the trail. Third, you might want to check your tire pressure. Lower pressure reduces trail erosion and helps the traction. You can check out my episode 452, and we answer some questions of why we do air down. Now, wheel spin doesn't always help you, and the more you spin, the more you can dig yourself deeper in a hole. Then you have to ask for help, get pulled out, or get your hijack out and lift yourself out. It's much easier to think think before you let wheel spin dictate your course, and you are preserving the trails. Respect other drivers. I think this is important as we share the trails. Today, more than ever, we have other types of off-road vehicles like side-by-sides, motorcycles, and other types of vehicles, not just Jeeps, sharing the road. How we present ourselves to others reflects on our Jeep community as a whole. Now, if you were on our roundtable discussion this past week, episode 530, then you know there was some bad apples out there. Are you kind and offer help if asked or assist when you can? You never know when that other driver may one day be a Jeeper and end up on your trail run one day. I'd like to think anyone I came across on a run and help would remember that about me and be happy to join our group. You just never know how your interaction could impact someone. There have been plenty of times that I've met someone later in life that I interacted with on a trail. Good thing I'm always nice. Now pack it in and pack it out. Leave no trace. This is another major issue with trash and broken glass on trails. I have no idea the allure of drinking beer or sodas and then throwing the glass bottles to see how they break. I personally have picked up more broken glass on trails than I care to admit. It is littering and it's hazardous to the animals. And besides... If there is trash on the trail, other people think it's okay to throw their trash. So whatever trash you have, do not leave it behind. And pick up trash if you see it along the trail, even if it's not yours. Have a bag you can put your trash in. There's lots of bags that hang off the backside of your tire outside of the Jeep that keeps your trash out of your Jeep and off the trail. Always secure your trash in some way. Sometimes bouncing down the trail, you may not realize that your trash is bouncing out behind you. I do see this all the time with side-by-side drivers. They don't secure bottles and cans, and as they drive around, trash is littering all over. So secure your trash. Now leave what you find. Sometimes jeeping takes you to areas that you can't get to by foot or regular cars. This could be rock formations, cliffs, waterways, petroglyphs, old buildings, etc. If you're observing this beautiful part of nature, leave it there. Don't collect rocks or plants or animals. Leave it in its natural state. And by the way, Anything that is 50 years or older is considered an artifact and by law is supposed to stay put. For instance, an old can or bottle top or whatever it is more than 50 years old, you're not supposed to collect it. I know, some of us may consider it to be trash and want to pick it up, but archaeologists consider it to be a treasure. Now, bathroom breaks. We all know when you gotta go, you gotta go. There's an unwritten rule that when the group stops for a 10-100, that's a bathroom stop for you newbies, the women go to the right of the trail and the men go to the left. You don't want to know why? Because women are always right. Just had to put that in there, guys. Now, ladies, please take a baggie with you and take all that feminine stuff back out with you. Do not leave that stuff on the trails. And this goes for your kids' diapers, too. Just don't do oh it. I hate God. picking that stuff up when we do trail maintenance on our adopted trails. Talk I mean, a, honestly. Talk about a landmine. <laughs> disgusting. It's just disgusting. All right. A couple more. Do not feed, feed the wildlife. Well, This seems obvious to me, but every year there's a report of some idiot trying to touch the bison in Yellowstone and video of them getting gored and tossed in the air. Don't feed the wildlife, including birds and squirrels, no matter how cute they may look or what they say. And don't leave food behind either. Pack it in and pack it out. And controlling your pets. 
We love jeeping with our dogs and some cats, but you're still responsible for cleaning up after them, keeping them from destroying wildlife. Don't let them chase animals like deer and don't let them dig. These are nat these natural areas are essential to wildlife and we are just visitors. So guys, anything to add? I know we discussed uh, on that last episode, Tuesday, 5.30, the roundtable was about those driver attitudes, but maybe you guys have something else to add to this topic. Yeah, I want to you know, circle back around and, and touch a little bit more on that. Uh, anything over 50 years old uh, becomes a, an artifact or something like that. Mm -hmm. Tony, <laughs> got to say about that. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting close there too, Josh. <laughs> Dang it, I didn't even think about that when I wrote that. Darn it. Poor you, Bill. You just kept, I guess I got to leave going. him on the trail. I, I, had you had another half a second beat pause in there, yeah. I would have totally capitalized on that yeah. as, <laughs> as you said it. But <laughs> oh, good times, good times. I really, no, you, you covered all the bases. Uh, I mean, I see all this sort of stuff out in my neck of the woods as well. Uh, it's especially the the securing your trash part. You know, going down the trail and something bounces out of it, or or really, when what I see uh, more oftentimes than not is somebody gets out of their rig. On an off-camber situation, or everybody's kind of parked on a on a trail, kind of you know through the filter or something like that. Somebody gets out, and two or three cans or a wrapper or something falls out with them, and they never do anything about it. Uh, maybe yeah. it's because the wrapper goes in between rocks, the can rolls down the hill, whatever it is, and it's just it's never anything's done about it. And and so it's it's left there for somebody else to do something about it the next time around. It's like you know, come on, man, it would have taken you thirty seconds to you know, go around and, and pick that up, but, you know, can't be bothered. So I liked what you said about the, uh, the tire spin. Um, to me, yeah. tire spin is, it's just, it's hard on the vehicle. And, and I understand if you're buying a, a new vehicle every two years, what you care. But uh, to me, when I see stuff like that, it tells me that uh, you don't know how to use your equipment uh, because you're having to, uh, to get a lot of tire spin. Now, I understand sometimes we, we get up on something we've tried uh, getting up on the right. rock several times, and you, you gotta you gotta up. give it a little something uh, mm -hmm. to go. But uh, I I think it shows a lot more eloquence to uh, go over an obstacle uh, oh, using you know using the uh, the airing down of the tires and so on and so forth. And also too, I know that your your wife or your spouse has already told you this, but you can't act the way you want to act out there in front of the kids. Because you're teaching them, and that means trash and uh, so throwing true. the bottles and breaking the bottles. But I'll tell you yeah. what, maybe something you don't you don't uh, realize. There's other people that respect you and what you do, and they mm -hmm. may be adults, they may be peers, and when they see you doing those things, they think, "Oh, okay, why not? Uh, you know, JoJo's doing it, I can do it too." So think about be those by things. Example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be like well, like Josh always says, be a, a good steward of the land. Yes. Absolutely. And I think the tire spin too, unfortunately, YouTube is probably contribute to a lot of that where people just go out and they don't maybe know what they're doing or they're trying to push their vehicles beyond the limit. And so this tire spin happens and or it's really maybe cool they, to watch it. Well, the mud boggers, you know, that's well, been popularized for gonna, years. I was blame it all on the drifting scene. You know, I mean, well, uh, kids are, are left, right and sideways, you know, getting yes. a little 240SX right out of high school, putting a cage in it and, and you know, drifting it through the neighborhood. Well, that uh, shifter that get, sticks up th four feet. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> that's the that's the e brake. But you I know, know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, well, but it's that, uh, you know, they they get tired of that. They move into the off road because you know there's there's you know other people doing it. They want a different challenge, et cetera, et cetera. 
And all of that wheel spin, all of that, you know, that that heavy left or heavy right foot, you know, all skinny pedal gets translated into just driving habits. And when they think that they need to control a vehicle by, you know, tire spin and stuff like that, I mean, there's time and place, like Tony said. Uh, but sure. yeah, you, you're you're right. I mean, it's it's the worst thing it's going to do is is mess up the trail and potentially mess up your rig uh, because you get that tire spin, you get some forward momentum. But then you still have tire spin and the vehicle is moving backwards. Yep. And it's when that traction catches or, or you know, something stops you when you have that, that tire spin, but you're moving backwards is when things like U-joints and axle shafts start to snap and break. So, uh, you know, like Tony said, time and place. But remember, once you start spinning those tires, uh, if you can't keep momentum, you're likely going to end up damaging something on your Jeep. Kids, it's well, not a burnout at the, uh, at the drag strip. <laughs> Well, you know, and two things of that, I think what I see is when we're on the trails and somebody's doing that kind of spin out or spin, tire spin, it's usually a vehicle that isn't maybe quite set up, maybe doesn't have lockers, maybe isn't equipped to handle that particular obstacle. So mm. they overcompensate with, hey, I'm going to do this anyway. My buddies are looking. I got to get up. This is embarrassing. I'm yeah, just going to go for it. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot thing, of breakage occurs. <laughs> Because the buddies and, are looking. Yeah. <laughs> like that ego, you know, is a really, really funny thing. Anyway, the other one is it's called crawling for a reason. So there you go. No, it's well, a slow process. Yeah, you're, crawling back to your, you're crawling back to your wife. Honey, I broke the Jeep out I of the trail with wheel spin. Can I buy can more I, Jeep parts? Can I buy more new things? Yeah, can I buy new parts? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's just, it's a topic that we I covered before, but I just think it's important to redo it and remind everybody hey, we've got new listeners. So new listeners go. all the time. Exactly the time. right. Sounds good. Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. Check out our YouTube channel at Trails411 for great content with lots of tips, tricks, and techniques. And I'll just say again, uh, great segments, uh, uh, Wendy. This A uh, lot of good information there. A lot of work and effort put into that. You can tell just by the quality of the, uh, of the segment. And uh, thank you. Thank you from, from myself and uh, our listeners. Thank you. Hi, this is Randy with the Echo Diesel. I was calling in on Josh's uh, question on my miles per gallon. It has been getting an average combined of 23 miles per gallon before I put the lift on and the motorbilt front bumper. Now it has dropped to 21, but it's only been two weeks, so I don't know what the exact number is. All this was calculated with the onboard computer. I have this stuff to manually Compute it. I just haven't taken the time to do it. Talk to you later. Bye. I'll just mention, Pretty Josh, good. that uh, when I was reading, because when, when the voicemails come in, I, I get a, a text translation. Oh, okay. And when I was reading oh. that text translation, it said that he was getting 53 miles per gallon. <laughs> so I that's started. You're, you're about ready to sell the Jeep at that point. I started to not <laughs> process that voicemail. <laughs> Damn it. it gives people great. an unreali unrealistic expectation. Yeah. But they told me on the Jeep talk show I could get 50. Like, come on now. <laughs> oh, man. So, so uh, I thought it was interesting. This is, I believe, this is the Randy from uh, the Hidden Falls. Do you remember? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That, I, I called oh, him out specifically because cool. I knew okay, good. that. I knew him by name and I knew what he drove. So I was just rolling the dice, hoping that he was yeah. listening yeah. and uh, and hoping that he would call in. So Randy, thank you very much, man, for uh, for calling in and, and providing us that information. I, I really was hoping that we would get that uh, that voicemail uh, so we had a, a point of comparison. 
uh, since Tony went through so much trouble and, and, and effort and, and time to, to do all these calculations and, and, and comparisons and whatnot uh, to, to you know get a baseline measurement on this. Now, to have some degree of comparison with a completely different sort of drivetrain uh, kind of puts things into perspective, and that's what we were looking for. Uh, Tony, were you expecting that kind of a difference between between the two Jeeps? Well, uh, now keep in mind, uh, Doctor Moab uh, ordered a, a a Gladiator about the same time I ordered uh, the the Jeep Talk Show a Gladiator, and he ordered a diesel. So I've been uh, seeing posts that he's been making about his his uh, fuel mileage. I don't want to say gas, his fuel mileage on his diesel. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean he's he's seeing stuff like that, but. I like the additional uh, MPG, but how long does it take you to save $4,000 in fuel costs? Because right. that's I, the I difference in price. I, I would love to have had the diesel, uh, honestly. I mean, I love the idea of a diesel Jeep, low-end torque, the whole nine yards. But, oh, four grand, geez, that's, that's, a, that's a, tut, a tough nut to swallow. And, and part, of, part of the thing you have to do. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wait a minute! I don't remember that part of the sales pitch. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> Very. <laughs> so it's great, uh, and I think I can't remember if he if he emailed me or if he email, emailed the group. He was asking. I think he just emailed me because he was asking a question about a okay. lift. Uh, and this is the guy that got hung up on the ledge uh, uh, that you spent a lot. That you guys spent a lot of time trying to get up. Yeah, and over. me and uh, and Larry both, uh, as well as several other people, uh, were there. But Larry was the Jeep who uh, whose winch was doing all the work. Uh, I was down there, kind of uh, running cable and, and and stuff like that, uh, doing some spotting and, and direction, and 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 it was quite the bit of a recovery. I don't. I, recovery is not necessarily the right word. Uh, it was just sort of a um, getting him up and over a, a little bit of a ledge. Just got high centered a little bit, yeah, and uh, and really, Luck I mean, the draw. one inch of difference yeah. would have made all the difference in the world. One inch of lift would have made all the difference in the world. So, It'll be- uh, glad to hear that he's got a lift kit on now and uh, and a front bumper, and and he's uh, making modifications to that Jeep. It's uh, well on its way. It sounds so. Congratulations, Randy. Well, we haven't we haven't uh, spoken about this, and and Wendy, I don't mean to leave you out. Of course, you're always welcome, but. Uh, if we do another, or I should say, when we do another Hidden Falls Jeep Talk Show event, uh, it's it's I know it's it's a lot of bother for you to go to the airport and get picked up and all the rest of that crap. Would you be interested in coming down again? Because I'm thinking we need to get Randy back out there and see what it's like on that diesel with the the I think he went with the two inch lift diesel lift. And, I had uh, a blast at that I, event. I, I thought I know you did. That's why I was kind of hopeful that you wouldn't mind going through all the hassle of coming down again. God, I, I just I really want my Jeep there. <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> I know. It is California, so Josh. California, it's said, calling you. Oh yeah. Maybe no, that could, being said, it, it was it was a pleasure being able to drive the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, uh, yeah. and and being able to to wheel with other people. You know, just you know, popping into passenger seats and different Jeeps and stuff, and and hanging out with uh with you know different listeners at the show and you know all that sort of stuff. I had a absolute blast. So yes, I would absolutely do that again, one hundred percent. Uh, will I even more want my Jeep there? You betcha. <laughs> so I was thinking you said that we could check into what it would cost to ship your Jeep down, but you would have to ride in the Jeep. We couldn't fly you and <laughs> oh, ship the Jeep. No, there's no way. <laughs> no, there, there, a trailer yeah. and having a buddy have, haul him is why I can yeah, see that, that that's, that's what I'd, I'd be looking at. I'd maybe sweet yeah. talking the boss and let me take one of the company rigs in a flatbed trailer. Exactly. But yep. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So. 
Yeah. That would be pretty cool. But man, what California, you guys got to come to California. I'd, I'd love to put your gladiator through the trails in here. Oh, I'd love to go too. It's uh, it, it, awesome. it does so well. I've just been yes. so amazed, and and I and I was lucky to do. I always poo pooed in my head if I didn't say it directly. Uh, Tammy saying, you know, go out there and wheel your stock Jeep. That bullshit. Yeah. I don't want to wheel no stock Jeep. <laughs> I want lift and tires and yeah. Yes, but a stock Jeep is just as capable. And I went the out there stuff. in the in the Gladiator just because it was new and I just wanted to go off road because I I've haven't been able to go off road in all these years and, and took it out there and it did great and then took it back out there after putting a two inch lift on it and it did a little better. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, but it did great with those, uh, quote unquote, AT tires, <laughs> all terrains. And, uh, then after getting the, uh, the Nexon, uh, 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 35 inch Nexon, uh, tires on there, the, uh, the, I'm brain farting on the, the name of the Rodian, Rodian X. I mean, it's right there on the side of the, the tire. Good God. <laughs> the Rodian MTX tires and uh, boy, it just did wonderful. Uh, I mean, there was gladiators that were having problems out there. Uh, then that one trail we were talking about where Randy got hung up, and I had no issue at all. So I've just been very, very impressed with it. 4,040 miles would be the round trip. 31 Ooh. hours one way from my neck of the woods to somewhere. I would take a nap while you're, while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could I could probably go for about twelve to fourteen hours without question. I could probably Maybe. push it to sixteen. Ooh, that's the that's longest tough. I've that's the longest I've ever done, and I was a lot younger then. So uh, you know that was that was in my that was in my early geez was I even twenty one then? I can't remember. But uh, no, that was uh, so I, I'm pretty sure I could do this in a, in a, in a couple of days uh, relatively easy. Anything more than that, I'd I'd, I'd be taking my own sweet time. So. Uh, boy, two days there and two days back. That's that's four days of travel. Oh Plus two there because you'd have the day. <laughs> Plus two just to, just to hang yeah. out. That's that's uh-huh. taking a week off of work just to make it happen. Ooh. So yeah. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see uh, whether that's in the cards or not uh, is up for future discussion. But uh, but we'll we'll jump off that bridge. When we well, certainly it's a lot. It, it's a lot shorter distance to California. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> but, but sh- certainly flying in to, to Austin like you did last time and with your Jeep, Josh. <laughs> Well, you know, you need to do oh that thirty-one hour trip, Josh. You know what you need yeah. to do. I know your your Cherokee is in pieces uh, currently. You need to uh, plan on getting it back together, uh, maybe test starting it, but then immediately drive uh, to to Texas in it because it, it's the way Patrick would do it. I was going to say, <laughs> keep going right into Mexico. Yeah, just keep on going. I got to get that. Uh, I don't know. I don't forget what episode that was, but uh, Patrick uh, had an XJ swapped out an engine. For, uh, uh, it, it was a used engine swapped mm-hmm. out an, an engine in his XJ all night, an all nighter uh, in the morning. Started it up. He and his girlfriend drove to Mexico, fifteen hundred miles uh, deep into Mexico. Oh. Yeah, and it, it made and it back. Yeah, and back, it, yeah. And back, yeah. So, but it was a 4.0. So there you go. That was one of the best interviews this show. It was had. amazing. Yeah, really a good, just amazing. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. I think such insult and that squeaky music at the end, <laughs> making fun of my Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> That's the red paint. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, I uh, I actually remembered to check today, and uh, it, it's it, I don't you know I think you guys have got this. I really don't trust the the computer calculating up what the why miles per gallon well, is. You've mentioned that, but you haven't really expanded on that as to the, your reasoning why. Well, how does it know how many gallons uh, that has been used? I mean, how does it? I mean, if you're measuring how it much does you math. actually put in, well, <laughs> what math? It's a computer. How do you? How do you? How? What sensor? Uh, well, tells the, it the, the how many gallons are, you put in. Injectors are going to pass a, a regulated amount of fuel through them at, at any given interval. Oh sure. I mean, there's there's numbers that this should be there, but as far as the actual numbers, is it? I mean, is it literally reading the the how much fuel is being passed through the uh, the injector, or is it like well, it's rated for this? So mm. it's not the same as measuring the gallons that you're putting into the tank. Now, of course, you're not taking into account evaporation, how long the fuel's been sitting there. I mean, I know that it, it's all kind of a, a crapshoot as far as exact the whole numbers. Relative. Yeah. yeah, I know it's it, it really is. But that one, whatever I measure, I'm reading off of gauge, off of the, 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 the fuel uh, pump and uh, the miles uh, that I've traveled since the last fill-up. To me, that's a very basic, simple calculation that's going to be really accurate. So I don't know how they do it. So really, it's just kind of an unknown. Anyway, point being is, is that the Gladiator thinks its miles per gallon is 14.3. And that's going to be for the uh, almost 5,000 miles that I have on it. Uh, as far as I can tell, I probably need to crack a book open or something. But I believe that's the average miles per gallon that it's, it's, it, that it's had since it you know, came alive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, looking at the uh, my uh, app that I have on my phone on uh, October fifth, uh, the the, uh, the app says that I got fourteen point six eight, and on October twenty eighth, uh, the fill up was thirteen point five nine. So I think that's a bit lower than the fourteen three, but that's only those two measurements. I'd have to average all of them. So I would say it's in the ballpark. And, and the ballpark is, say, is fine for most people. A, we're talking a difference of a few tenths. I mean, that's yeah. maybe nothing to, to really, you know, get upset about. But oh, I mean, that's not upset enough. Yeah, not upset. Yeah. Just just the accuracy thing is what I'm going for. But anyway, I'm going to continue measuring uh, and calculating the, uh, uh, the the fuel economy myself because uh, it can be a great indicator of a, uh, a serious issue with uh, with the vehicle. Uh, oh, sure. And uh, so I've been doing it forever on the XJ, uh, and I've done it from day one here on the uh, on the Gladiator. So uh, I don't remember if I've spoken about this. I know I've I've talked to you guys on chat and and in the uh, uh, Discord server. I've been sharing information, but I've been uh, I was eyeballing a uh, rugged ridge and amphib snorkel. I think that's amphibious is what that's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even though they. Uh, capitalize weird letters in there anyway uh but uh, i wasn't planning on getting it anytime soon i've you know, already bought a lot of things the motor built bumpers and uh the tires and all the rest of that stuff uh but whenever steve-o posted uh, a, a quadratech video where the host had his uh rugged ridge amphib snorkel color matched to his gray gladiator well, I wasn't a fan of the entire snorkel, cowl, tube, and collector all being the same color of the Jeep, but having the cowl color match hit me in the warm fuzzies. Mm. And, well, I had to order it. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so after uh, finding great discounts for my motorbuilt bumpers from Northridge 4x4, I went back uh, to them for the snorkel. I found a $100 off coupon online. Now, no I don't way. remember where it is. You guys just got to search for Again? it. Again? You keep finding these coupons. It's amazing. Uh, it, well, it's Northridge putting them out there, so it's amazing. And uh, anyway, I, and then I applied, uh, I applied that uh, that uh, that code and got a hundred dollars off of the snorkel, which is very expensive, uh, by the way, for for molded plastic. But I digress. Uh, and also, too, their orders uh, over seventy dollars have free shipping. So my God, I mean, I don't know what the shipping would have cost, but it wasn't a small box. So free shipping, hundred dollars off, and you know. I've mentioned it in the past, but even with those big bumpers, the shipping was very fast. So my youngest uh, daughter works at a dealership with an auto body shop, and she was able to get them to agree to paint the cow piece of the snorkel for me. A week later, she brought it back home. It was the wrong color. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, mean like was- white instead of red or... Uh, no, well, it, you guys saw it. It was red. It was red. I'm just harassing you. The right shade of red. No, yeah. not the right shade of red. So it was, uh, it was uh, like I said, it was close, but obviously not the right color. <gasps> I they, wonder if they painted it Toyota red. <laughs> the <laughs> well, they mix it themselves, and it's a high-end dealership, so I was I was really surprised. But of course, Somebody they were working there. I'm going to paint it Toyota red. That's it. Well, they were doing <laughs> us a favor. They were specifically doing her a favor because uh, they really like her there, and uh, I wasn't going to, you know, send it back, you know, you know, fix this. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Uh, right, right. So, uh, but I was a little concerned because it's been painted and now I've got to paint it if I, or, or, or you know, either paint it black or, or try painting it the, the, the red that I want. So I decided to order uh, some rattle can paint and a can of clear coat. Uh, it took a few more days. Uh, I did some sanding. This is a minor sanding of the cow with 400 grit sandpaper. And that's only because I didn't have 600. Uh, and then I put several coats of firecracker red, followed by several coats of clear coat. And uh, I took it out to the gladiator several times while it was wet because <laughs> I was really concerned uh, to compare the colors from what I was spraying on there to uh, what the, the gladiator was. And I tell you what, when it has clear coat on the paint, it, it does make the color look different. So mm-hmm. going out there without clear coat, it was like, no, this doesn't look the same, but stay calm. Let's get done with the process. So after getting the clear coat on there, I took it out there, and man, it looked really, really close. Uh, but I couldn't tell for sure. So uh, I removed the cow piece off of the uh, the gladiator, and then put on this uh, rug, uh, rugged ridge uh, cow piece, the part that the the snorkel actually attaches to. Uh, bolted it into place, and yep, yeah, it's it. I mean the the. The cow piece that I painted isn't quite as shiny, but I haven't put any rubbering co- compound on it yet. But the, the the paint was very close. Well, you guys saw it. What do you think? Do you think yeah, it was? Uh, oh almost, yeah, it no, looked the, identical. Yeah, the second color was a perfect match. Yeah. Oh, good, absolutely. good. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, when you when you're hopeful, it, sometimes you lie to yourself. <laughs> so, but it looked really good. Now, I was I was so happy with the color match and how wonderful it looked. I actually thought to myself. Hmm, should I have submitted this uh, 21, 2021 Jeep Gladiator to SEMA? You know, yeah. out there yes. on the floor and just yeah. spot, it's a, spot, it's a pretty spotlighted, red. spotlighted the cowl, you know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> With a sign, I did this myself. I, I did this myself. 
<laughs> come by and look what I did. So I still haven't uh, installed the rest of the snorkel yet. We've had a cold front and some other things coming up here. But uh, this weekend, I, uh, I'm going to uh, put the rest of it on there. And keep in mind, I did not uh, color match the entire snorkel, just the cowl piece. So it's going to look like, uh, in my mind anyway, that I took the cowl that came on the gladiator and affixed somehow, some way, a snorkel to it. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna it yeah. When you get everything, the whole kit put on. I, I, honestly, I mean, it looks pretty good as it is. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think once you get the rest of the kit on there, it's it's gonna really come together. And if you guys aren't familiar, uh, the uh, the JL and the JT, this uh, Amphid snorkel from uh, Rug Ridge, it is a, a multi uh, part snorkel. You can do uh, the snorkel, which is just the little uh, cap on the side that you guys have Modular. seen. Modular. Will. Yeah, modular exactly, and or you can put the the, the tube with the the collection uh, top at the, at the top. And I did get the um, the oh, what's it called now? I'm brain farting on the uh, the dust. Uh, you know the round. Oh, it's like a pre filter. Pre filter, yes. The the pre filter. I do have a pre filter to go on there. So once I get the uh, the rest of the uh, the snorkel installed, I'll be taking pictures with the uh, the tube and then the two different heads. That go on the snorkel. So, uh, if you're not it following came this, with, it came with two different heads. No, really? no, I ordered the the, the pre filter. Oh, okay. Well, you know, okay. when we went out to the Hidden Falls, it was so dusty. So I just yeah. said, screw this. I'm buying it now because yeah. the, the next time we go, and I'll make sure that I uh, carry that thing along with me, uh, and uh, I'll I'll swap that thing out. But uh, yeah, I uh, I'm anxious to see how well that works. I I was kind of eyeballing it, and I, it was confusing to me how it keeps the dust. Uh, and of course it just keeps the heavy dust from going in, but, uh, yeah, anyway, there'll be pictures up and, uh, follow us on social media, uh, so that you can see how this thing all works out. And, uh, man, I'm actually get time to, uh, uh, to, uh, polish it up this weekend and uh, get it, it make it look a lot like the other palpies. Cool. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show has been my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. And I want to thank everybody that has become a paid subscriber to the show. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, if you're listening to the show for free, you are a rat bastard. <laughs> don't feel bad. There, there's quite a few of you out there, and we appreciate you listening. But you could be a paid subscriber simply by going to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Just uh, scroll on down through there, and you'll see all kinds of things, all kinds of ways you can interact with, uh, with the Jeep Talk Show, including becoming a paid subscriber. And uh, a big thank you to all of uh, you guys that have been paid subscribers. And I, I'll mention this. It requires a PayPal account to be a paid subscriber, which seems to be a problem for some people. We'll, we'll hear more about that later in the show. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, Josh, I want to tell you, we have a lot in common. Uh, you said you How suffered a traumatic head injury, <laughs> and believe it or not, I too have suffered a traumatic head injury. Shot and I was a kid, I was climbing a tree trying to lick a possum. One thing led to another, <laughs> and next thing I know, I'm Wait. eating paint chips. <laughs> and look at me now. 
Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you I couldn't remember how to throw a boomerang. But eventually, it came back to me. I knew it. That's good. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. I saw that one coming. So, so, I I was trying to lick a possum. Oh, poor Josh. I mean, he's assuming you actually licked a possum. Is that how that works? The two of you oh, my God. Think of the possum. <laughs> I've ran a poor tree Josh. for various reasons over the years. I don't remember <laughs> but that. But not one. that. <laughs> so I would think playing oh. possum would not be a good idea if you're trying to be licked. No. <laughs> if, you're, if somebody's trying to lick you. <laughs> Interesting facts we learned on the talk show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. The, the licking the possum got me. It's <laughs> just not... Friendly looking animals. That, that, that's a that's a euphemism for something. I just know it. <laughs> licking the possum. <laughs> I walked in on them and they were licking the possum. <laughs> and you believe it? Oh my god! Great, great stuff from Mickey G. I don't oh know gosh. why. I don't know why Chuck's uh, Chuck's uh, son doesn't like you, Nikki G. <laughs> oh man! Hey, G Talk Show. This is Chuck. Oh, I've been emailing you guys back and forth at the Zoom room every once in a while. You guys know who I am, I hope. Oh, yeah. I wanted to call and say thank you very much. You guys made the trip back to California to visit Dad. Relatively okay. It was a long, hard trip, pulling all the jeeps, but having you guys on the talk show on the on the radio was pretty dang nice. And uh, you guys' response, yeah, even back, is, is uh, pretty touching to a guy that I don't really talk to too many people outside my circle of influence here. Uh, kind of a new thing for me to be on the internet, even talking to people I don't know. And the fact that you guys actually gave a damn said, you know, that you guys were thinking of us means a lot to an old guy, you know? <laughs> well, through the whole trip, I made it all the way from the very latest one, 525 or 526 or whatever it is, all the way to 479. Now, the Law Talk Show, and uh, <laughs> Josh, you had brought a question up in 479 about what's the best of all time, and I think everybody's answers look correct. It's the one you're sitting in. But, Josh, you were 100% correct when you said it was the early flat fenders. I'm lucky enough to have an original... 1941 flat grill, but started out wow. before the nine flat, and uh, it is probably the most quintessential Jeep I've ever owned. And you guys were talking about what the difference was both flat tenders and the new one. And my son, original 46 CJ2A, which is the first civilian Jeep they made. And I go off-roading in that thing all the time, looking for cattle and rounding up cows. And oh, they're having a lot better that's horses. neat. Yeah. You see, or excuse me, Willie, difficult. You do not know how those floor pedals work. And if they just feel different, they run different, they drive different. Yeah. Well, shit. I guess I didn't listen to the three-minute rule. <laughs> Looks like it was two minutes and... I, I tried to become a moderate <laughs> bastard, but I don't know how to do the internet money thing. I don't have any of that, so unless I can write you a check, you're shit out of luck. I'm going to stay a rat bastard. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Oh, love it. 
though if you Love couldn't it. tell that was uh, that was two voicemails that he sent in and uh yeah as, oh, you, as you can tell he wasn't he wasn't in an area that had really good cell coverage so i think no, that's i think that's why it ended for him before the three minutes but it got to about 200 uh, about two minutes and 40 seconds before uh, before he had to call back in but yeah it's that's a tough thing anytime that you have a uh, a family uh medical issue and uh, I just I just hated the whole thing, and I I really appreciate Josh uh, replying to a lot of those emails. Uh, I was reading them, but I, I have just a, a really hard time with uh, 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 people uh, going through uh, difficulties, uh, medical difficulties like that. But uh, I lost my dad whenever I was 24 years old, uh, lung cancer, uh, and uh, it was on Father's Day, and oh. I, and I, and I don't know if that's the reason why I have problems with it. Uh, but it, it's a tough thing to go through uh, anytime there's a, a family uh, health issue, and it, it makes me so proud that uh, that we could uh, you know make the, at least the trip from uh, your farm uh, out to visit your dad with the jeeps. I, I just, I mean, I'm very proud that that you know we were able to be a, a part of that with you. Absolutely, yeah. pretty special. Yeah, Chuck, thanks. Thanks so much for for including us and uh, uh, and for you know the continuing contact and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, like, like I said, uh, I don't remember which episode it was, but you're definitely part of the extended family, uh, and and we really appreciate you you know thinking of us and and including us uh, in this really once in a lifetime trip. Well, I know at the top of the episode, I had kind of teased the fact that I might be uh, asking a very hard question this episode and really putting some people on the spot about who should not own a Jeep. And we're going to go ahead and put a pin in that and actually save that until the next episode. So I know, I know, you're all pissed off and everything. It's, <laughs> well, we gave you a lot of show. We're going to go ahead and, and make sure that you're listening to the next one as well. Episode 532 for the Campfire Side Chat. Check it out. We don't want to rush it. We want to have a quality Campfire Side Chat. Oh, so. indeed. Yes. Indeed. And if you'd like to join on the Campfire Side Chat, well, it's very easy to do. Just follow us on Facebook, and you can get all the uh, the links and, and, and the stuff to join in on that. Or you can receive notifications via our newsletter. It's very easy to sign up for that newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up. Don't worry. We don't sell your information. We don't spam you either. It's one email a week, and it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to help us take over the world by getting a friend to subscribe to the show. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, wouldn't it be funny if you took, like, every single email in your contacts list and signed them up for our <laughs> newsletter? <laughs> no, it's okay. We won't tell on you. We promise. I like the way you think. Casting since 2010.